This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Now, what comes to mind when you hear the term art collector? Maybe you think of a wealthy individual who could tell you everything that you need to know about the artwork that they've acquired over time. Now, one Chicagoan who's been collecting artwork for 50 years says that it doesn't always have to be that way. Patrick McCoy is known for his eclectic collection of about 1,300 pieces by Black artists. He's also the co-founder of Diasporal Rhythms, a nonprofit that works to promote and preserve the art of the African diaspora. Welcome to Reset, Patrick, and thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Good to see you. Now, for a time, Patrick, you actually weren't fond of the term art collector. In fact, when I said it in my intro, you burst out laughing. (laughs) Why? It was a, it was difficult because I had believed so many uh, now erroneous ideas about what an art collector was, and I just excluded myself. I wasn't rich, I wasn't private, I didn't study art, I didn't know anything about art. Uh, I studied chemistry, and I was never invis- interested in the investment aspect of of uh, art collecting. So I had believed that those were essential. And therefore, I was not that. And so for almost 20 years, I refused to accept it. I, yeah. would, I would argue and make You didn't artists, think it was for you. It didn't no, it describe no, you. No. So eventually, though, you began to embrace the title. Right. Why the change of heart? I had one. So many artists were coming to me saying, you are an art collector because <laughs> I buy their art. Right. But uh, I had an epiphany. Uh, I once I started thinking about the culture the total culture, uh, art, music, dance, literature, fashion, all of that. And I realized that art, the visual arts, was the only part of that culture that had a serious elitist concept. The, all, the rest of them, especially music, is egalitarian. Everybody's in it. And the kicker was that you could be a serious appreciator, collector, critic of music, and not know a thing about music. <laughs> So when I I started thinking about it, I said, wait a minute. In the visual arts, I'm believing this opposite thing. So something's got to be wrong Mm. because this in the other parts of the culture, everybody's in. You don't need there's no high barrier to come in. So what is it about collecting art? When did you first start? Uh, I started in college. I was uh, at the University of Chicago studying chemistry and my roommate was an art major. And he came back to the room one day with a lithograph that he had done. And I looked at it and said, oh, this is nice. And I said, what's a lithograph? And he started to explain it. And I said, uh, which is interesting because this is 1968. Mm-hmm. I said, are you going to sell that? Because I had no money. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, yeah. So we negotiated and came up with $10. <laughs> Negotiated for ten dollars, <laughs> and I had I bought the piece, and I've had it ever since, and I've had it always wherever I've lived. It's always right near the front door because it's the beginning, and that was the first piece that I acquired. And so when I had that epiphany, almost mm, thirty years later, mm-hmm. I recognized that's when I became an art collector. I saw something, and I liked it, and I said, I want that. You started in college. Yes. So I'm, I'm, I actually tell people they should start early. Do you know how many pieces of art you've collected over the years? You said 1,300. That's the number I throw out. But, I, I, you know, since that number was put out, I've 
bought many, many, many more so things. So it could be more. <laughs> okay, so it's much more. <laughs> and I'm in the process of documenting it. So I, eventually I will know a number if I ever stop buying artwork. Yeah. I will eventually know a number. So you had this college roommate that was was studying art, but where did your interest in art come from? Like, When did you realize that it would become a big part of your life well, and your work? I think it was I was born into it. I was born on 63rd Street in two little rooms uh, right next to the L. But my father was a frustrated artist and photographer and designer. My mother was very artistic. So those two little rooms were filled with art. From and So the, the moment I opened my colorful. eyes, yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> yes. From the moment I opened my eyes, I was seeing art. So I've always lived around it. So it's always been there in my in my world, which is, I think, what precipitated me to uh, early on to start to acquire art to p- fill my spaces mm-hmm. after I moved away from home. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and to that end, what would you say, what changes make the average art appreciator start to consider themselves an art collector? That's the problem. That is, you hit the they problem don't. right on the head, is that most people don't. Even though they are acquiring art, they will do just as I did, will say that they are not art collectors. Somebody it just sounds say, so much fancier. Yeah. Uh, they don't want to ab- absorb or, or put on the, the mantle of the art collector because mm-hmm. they feel that it's bigger than who they are. This is why we formed our organization, is that most people do, even though they are acquiring art, they are serious art collectors, but they will not consider themselves art collectors. And that's an important position, and it's an important title. Yeah. And so I want us to embrace it and not shy away from it. Now that I've been there, yeah. I, I want them to embrace it. I mean, and how does it impact the artists and art culture? It's unbelievable. That is what the biggest problem in our art culture is the audience isn't there. You've got all these art makers, all the artists complaining about how they can't, nobody's appreciating them. Mm-hmm. It's because people have self-excluded themselves from the, from the audience. I want to bring everybody to, into, the, into that uh, realm of looking at, appreciating, and if you like it, acquire. It's, it's that, that simple. simple. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you are just joining us, we are talking to Patrick McCoy, who's a Chicago artist and art collector, who's also the co-founder of Diaspora Rhythms. It's a nonprofit organization working to preserve and promote the work of the African diaspora. And we're talking to Patrick ahead of his upcoming exhibit, called Take My Picture at Wrightwood 659 in Lincoln Park. You mentioned it earlier, Patrick. You were actually an environmental scientist <laughs> back in the day. I want to hear more about that transition. Oh, well, the transition is not really a transition in the sense that I've learned that science and art are very similar and that my appreciation and active participation in the uh, science and technology, technological world was really a reflection of the art that world that I had grown up in, and so. But I I took it very seriously. I, I became um, a national expert in air pollution control. You I, say I, that I, so lightly. <laughs> I became a national expert. <laughs> well, I was very aggressive. I, I really tried to uh, address the problem of, of pollution that and I. I think we made some great strides. Uh, it's very important yeah, work. Yeah, it yeah. was. But you sometimes, you at some point decided to do that over art. No. All of them were done. All of the above. It was, it was happening. I, I look back on it, I recognize I was working at the EPA, going all over 
going to refineries and steel mills and so forth. But at the same time, everywhere I went, I would go to the art galleries and 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 buy art and or, or interact with artists all during that I same time. It. So you pursued your art while working as a chemist. That is correct. Yep. Where did the idea of diasporal rhythms come from? That's after I had the epiphany that I actually was an art collector. And I went to a panel discussion at the Southside Community Art Center that was about art collecting. And I, I was kind of reluctant to go there, but I went there and I met three other people, Dan Parker, Joan Chrysler, and Carol Briggs. Mm-hmm. And each one of them talked to, and on that panel about their art collection and their feelings about the art community in the African-American uh, uh, neighborhoods. And I said, that sounds just like me, you know. So I had made a, a sort of a mental note. I want to get back to these people and see if we could do something. And what happened is I went to a show at the Art Institute. It's about 100 years. The show was something titled like 100 Years of Collecting, which the Art Institute was claiming that they had done. And I was interested. So mm-hmm. I went to the show and went to a panel discussion and all the illustrious African-American art uh, makers of today were on that stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carrie James Marshall, Dowd Bay, just on down the line. Uh, they were kind of uh, mid-career at that time. Mm-hmm. And I sat there just excited to hear what they're going to say about them being in the Art Institute's permanent collection. And most of the people were very critical of the Art Institute. I was kind of perplexed. So I left there confused and went to a show later that day on the South Side and ran into an African-American art collector who's not with us anymore, um, um, McClinn, and I saw him and I said, you were at that show earlier today and I'm confused. Explain to me why these artists would say these things. Mm-hmm. And he says, don't worry, no harm. He said, art institutions don't pay any attention to what artists say. They only pay attention to what collectors say. And that's, that's, that was the emphasis. I said, we've got to form an organization of art collectors yeah. in the African-American community. We're going to have the voice. So I love that. Well, I want to talk about what you're here for, which is this upcoming exhibit. It's called Take My Picture. As I mentioned, it's opening this weekend, Patrick. You're excited, I can tell. (laughs) Yes, I am. Yeah. (laughs) What's it about? It's about about photography and how I made a commitment to take photographs every day and carry a camera with me everywhere so that I could learn photography. I wrote out a commitment. And in that commitment, besides saying I'm going to take photographs and, and carry it with me, I said, if anybody asked me to take this pic- a picture, this was a whole year I made the commitment, I said, I'm going to stop what I'm doing, wherever I am, and, and take their picture. Well, I commuted to the EPA from South Shore to the Loop. So I'm riding a bicycle <laughs> every day with a camera hanging off of my neck. And I'm going through all the neighborhoods on the south side and all through what we now call the South Loop, which was a different world then. And surprisingly, people would see me and holler out, take my picture. Yeah. And so the pictures are beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. And and none of these people are posing. You're just you're just snapping just street photography. Yes. Right. right. Exactly. That was wonderful. Yes. So I have captured the 1980s. Yeah. And I tended to frequent uh, a little dive bar that was around the corner from where I worked. And so I caught that whole Got scene. Got some fun photos yes, there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're almost out of time, but where can folks find your exhibit? The exhibit's at 659 
uh, West Wrightwood, uh, and it will be from April 14th through July 15th. Uh, and our organization will have a show. Dice Rhythms will have a show celebrating our 20-year anniversary. Wow. And it will be here at Navy Pier on October 6th. That's incredible. Well, congratulations on that anniversary. And this exhibit, Patrick, we've been talking with Chicago artist and art collector Patrick McCoy, also the co-founder of Art Nonprofit Diaspora Rhythms. You can check out the upcoming exhibit, Take My Picture, at Wrightwood 659 in Lincoln Park. It's opening this weekend. It's going to run through July. Thanks for your time, Patrick. Thank you.